The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Welcome, race fans. Here's your local racing authority, Sam Chapman, with this week's Sound of Speed on Beach Booster Radio. Welcome, race fans, and this is the Sound of Speed on Beach Booster Radio, and I'm your host, Sam. Here to recap, a busy weekend of racing with Formula One in Monza, MotoGP would hit the track in Silverstone, the Verizon IndyCar Series visited Watkins Glen, the NASCAR Camping World trucks were at the Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, and the NASCAR Xfinity and Spring Cup Series hit the track in Darlington for two nights of racing with a lady in black. We'll get things rolling with Formula One from Italy as the series took to the Monza circuit for the Italian Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton would lead the field off of the starting line, but would have a bad getaway dropping from first to sixth before turn one and handing the lead to championship rival and teammate Nico Rosberg. Rosberg would hold the lead for the entire Grand Prix as he would go on to score the win in the Italian Grand Prix. Hamilton would rebound from his bad start for second place on the podium and Sebastian Vettel would put his Ferrari on the final podium step in front of the team's home crowd. MotoGP would hit the track in Silverstone for the British Grand Prix. It would be a slow start when a crash on the first lap forced officials to throw the red flag and restart the race. Suzuki rider Maverick Vinales would shock the field, getting his first MotoGP win, snagging the lead from Cal Crutchlow shortly after the restart of the race. Crutchlow would finish in second, and Valentino Rossi would take the third and final podium step. The Verizon IndyCar Series would be back in Watkins Glen after a four-year wait for the running of the IndyCar Grand Prix in the Glen, presented by Hitachi. Scott Dixon would put on a dominating performance, starting from the pole and leading 38 laps en route to his 40th IndyCar Series victory. Joseph Newgarden would come home in second, and Elio Castroneves would round out the podium in third. Heading into the season finale in Sonoma, Simon Pagano leads teammate Will Power by 43 points in the championship standings. A total of 100 points can be won in Sonoma, so Power still has a shot at another title. Dixon in third is just out of reach, 104 points away from Pagano. Here's what Scott Dixon had to say following his 40th career win. These are, these are the weekends that you, you definitely don't forget. Uh, just in the sheer fact of, you know, we, we had such a smooth one, uh, which made it hard also going into the race. Just, you know, we, we'd uh, been fast in practice, fast in qualifying, obviously got the pole. Uh, you just think of, you know, the problems and maybe strategy not going away or having mechanical and, and, and taking you out of it. So, um, you know, a lot of it is, is what the team does. You know, uh, huge credit to, to everybody at, at Team Target and, and, you know, the whole uh, Ganassi organization. Um, you know, from the people back, you know, uh, at the workshop to, to, you know, the guys that are here on the weekend, um, you know, to make this uh, opportunity possible. Uh, the car was just fantastic. And, and uh, you know, the track I love. I love coming to, uh, obviously, upstate New York. And and this track is, you know, uh, one of the old school great American tracks that we're lucky enough to, to come back here and, and, and race. And, you know, again, you know, huge thanks to the Verizon IndyCar Series and, and everybody at the Glen for, you know, working this out and, and a, a very... Uh, you know, short time frame, um, you know, and, and the fans responded, you know, it's great to see so many people here, uh, you know, with not even having this on the schedule earlier in the year. So, um, I don't know, just love being back here and, and uh, you know, I think we should have a double points race here and, and probably race two or three times at the Glen. The NASCAR Camping World Truck Series would come north of the border to Bowmanville, Ontario to visit the Canadian Tire Motorsports Park for the running of the Chevrolet Silverado 250. Cole Custer would look like he had the truck to beat Sunday afternoon, but a late race restart would bunch up the field bringing John Hunter Nemechek, the other strong truck of the day, alongside Custer. Custer would get a great jump on the restart, but Nemechek would manage to track down the double zero on the final lap. Leading into the final corners, Nemechek would lay the bumper to Custer's truck several times, getting Custer sideways before side-slamming Custer into the wall all the way to the finish line. 
It would take NASCAR a few minutes to declare a winner, but the video showed Nemechek ahead of the line, giving John Hunter Nemechek his second win of 2016 and first at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. During his celebration on the front stretch, Cole Custer, who wasn't happy about the finish, would jump the fence on pit road, tackling Nemechek to the ground before being separated by NASCAR officials. NASCAR hasn't mentioned if they're going to be handing out any penalties from that post-race incident, but here's what race winner John Hunter Nemechek had to say following the exciting finale. Uh, it was exciting to say the least. Um, I can't thank all my guys enough for all the hard work that they put into this truck. Um, we were fast all weekend. Um, second in practice, I made a mistake qualifying, didn't make it to the second round. Um, so we knew that we had our work cut out for us today. But um, we, our whole talk this morning was about strategy, and um, we pitted there early and had to save enough fuel to get to the end. And uh, once I got back to the start-finish line to be able to do a, a burnout, um, we were out of fuel. So um, we definitely cut it very close, but I can't thank all my guys enough, um, all the masterminds behind this. Um, my dad, um, he puts his heart and soul into this to make this program go, and um, it's, uh, it, it's very appreciated um, from my end to him, and I can't thank him enough. The NASCAR Xfinity Series would be in Darlington for the VFW Sport Clips Help a Hero 200. It would be Paul Menard who would snag the pole for Saturday evening's race, but Elliott Sadler who would have the car to beat. Sadler would lead 75 laps en route to his first NASCAR win with the Lady in Black. This win also locked Sadler into the inaugural Xfinity Series chase for the Cup. Here's what Sadler had to say about the win post-race. It was a... It was definitely a great race. Um, uh, Kevin and the guys brought me a really fast race car, and um, we were able to stay in the top two or three all day long. And any time you can beat somebody like Denny Hamlin here, who's very exceptional at this racetrack, uh, to, to hold off for a win uh, is very special. It's a, it's a lot of cool things going on this weekend with our paint scheme, and, and all that was going through my head the last 10 or 12 laps. But uh, I think uh, being out front in clean air really helped for us uh, to tr- you know, to curve this thing to victory lane. The NASCAR Sprint Cup Series hit the track in Darlington for the Bojangles Southern 500 Labor Day throwback weekend. Kevin Harvick and Brad Keselowski would lead the field down to the drop of the green flag Sunday evening. The first yellow flag would fly when Trevor Bain and his Mark Martin tribute number six Ford would go for a spin coming out of turn four, bringing out the yellow flag on lap 96. The Sound of Speed pre-race pick Jimmy Johnson would have issues Sunday night. Johnson would get loose coming out of turn four, spinning out and nosing his car into the inside wall, ending his chances at a win 215 laps in. Greg Biffle and the Underbird scheme would get into trouble late in the race. Biffle would make contact with Paul Menard, sending him into the outside wall hard, destroying the number 16 and that beautiful paint scheme on lap 262. The final yellow flag would fly on lap 350 after Clint Boyer and Eric Almarola would tangle in turn two. During the final round of pit stops, Kevin Harvick's team would have trouble during his pit stop, forcing him from the lead to restarting in the 12th position with 16 laps remaining and handing Martin Truex Jr. the lead. On the restart, Truex would check out from the field with Kevin Harvick working traffic, trying hard to get back to the front of the pack. Harvick was able to make it up to second, but couldn't quite get to the bumper of Truex, and the 78 would cruise to win number two of 2016, and first win in Darlington for Martin Truex Jr. Harvick would come home in second, Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, and Joey Logano would round out the top five in the Bojangles Southern 500. Here's what race winner Martin Truex Jr. had to say following his first Southern 500 win. Been quite a weekend, quite a night, so uh, you know, it's just it's amazing to uh, to win a race like this. I mean, the Southern 500 is just, uh, you know, it's it's one of the ones everybody wants to win. And, you know, coming in here this week, I knew we'd have a shot at it just based off the way we've been running, you know, this season. Um, but, you know, to uh, to finally get it done and bring home the, the victory and go to victory lane here, it was uh, it was a pretty amazing feeling. So really, really proud of my team, obviously, for uh, for all they do for me. And, 
and uh, just can't believe we won here at Darlington. It's awesome. Points as NASCAR heads into the Chase Cutoff Race in Richmond, where the 16-driver greatest set for the NASCAR Chase for the Sprint Cup. Brad Keselowski leads Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Carl Edwards, and Denny Hamlin rounds out the top five in the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series Chase Grid. Kevin Harvick would lead over 200 laps Sunday night, but a bad pit stop forced him to settle for second. Here's what the driver of the number four car had to say post-race. Yeah, we had a great car. Um, you know, the guys in the garage and at the shop continue to do a great job, and we continue to give it away on pit road. So pretty much summed up the night, you know, just a, the dominant car and, and just, you know, three three bad pit stops on pit road. Join me Sunday as I get you set up for the Chase Cutoff Race in Richmond, where we set the field for the 2016 Chase for the Spring Cup. I'll get you set up with everything you need to know heading into the Federated Auto Parts 400 and get you prepared for the chase. Until then, you can head on over to the Sound of Speed's Facebook and Twitter pages to keep in touch and up to speed with all sorts of motorsports news throughout the week. Before I go, I'd like to thank Beach Booster Radio. Without them, the Sound of Speed wouldn't be possible. Head on over to beachboosterradio.ca to listen to some great music, shows, and keep in touch with everything with Saga Beach. Hit the podcast tab at the top of the page where you can find the latest edition of the Sound of Speed and all the other great shows Beach Booster Radio has to offer. Be sure to check out the blog where you can find the digital version of the Beach Booster publication, which is always great to read. You can also download the Beach Booster Radio app from the Google Play and Apple App Store for free and take Beach Booster Radio with you everywhere you go. That's about it for today. Don't forget to join me Saturday evening to get set up for the Federated Auto Parts 400 from Richmond as drivers fight for their last shot to gain a spot on the Chase Grid and contend for the 2016 Spring Cup Series Championship. It's sure to be an intense race. Until then, thanks for listening and have a great week, race fans. The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Hi, this is Brian Smith, Mayor of the Town of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio.